Welcome to our first episode of a number of coffee conversations. We're here at Caliber Coffee. Um, I'm Mike Windy, a.k.a. Mike Mitchell. I'm here with Randy Purcell and Mihal Tomaski. I hope I said that correctly. Um, welcome to the first ever episode of our podcast. How's it going? Very good. Very good. So, um, I'd love to talk about your work, yes. um, but kind of real quickly, I'm just curious because part of why um, we're doing this is, do you know about Number Magazine? And if you do, like kind of what do you know about Number Magazine? I do know from my friend Randy Purcell, <laughs> and he is providing me with uh, this magazine on a regular basis, and I'm going to thank him for this. And I do know that is a monthly issued, am I right? Quarterly. 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 Four times a year. Four times a year. And I salute this initiative. I think anything that will encourage uh, art and uh, 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 talking about art or describing shows or what's going on, what's new, to f uh, describe the poles of certain uh, areas and uh, uh, shows, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So real quickly, um, I encourage you to be selfish in the sense of thinking about your specific community in Donaldson. I understand you have a, a studio next to James Perrin, who is a renowned painter, at least here in Nashville and in the South. Uh, but just, I'm at putting you on the spot, like what's one thing you would like to see Number do for your specific art community that we're not doing yet? My art community or yeah, like just maybe yeah. about like just here in Donaldson, like what what, yes. what what would you like to see us do better or differently or just do that you think we should do? Well, uh, probably studio visits. I think they would be very good in terms of uh, knowing each other, building bridges in between artists and in between artists and the art consumer uh, in Donaldson area. Uh, I had that studio for two years and sadly I never had anybody knocking at the door saying would is it okay for me to step in and see some art or something like that which is almost incredible like looks like there is a gap there's no communication there is no people that don't know about these spaces yeah. you know so the if the community yes is not well represented <laughs> so if if uh, uh, the magazine will, will kind of promote or, or step inside the studio have a conversation with the artist and kind of probably promotion or promote or talk about what's going on there that would be very helpful not only for the artists I mean for let's say yeah for the artists but but for the community yeah, yeah. so I'm excited because that your 
kind of wish for us or task for us is while we're up to this, but also conceptually really nicely, you know, Randy built the, the box to get your number at Caliber out of an amplifier. And I think I heard you just say, you want us to amplify your voice. We want you want us to scream from the rooftops. Hey, Mihail wants people to come knock on the door. Mihail is like totally. interested in you coming and seeing this studio that Randy tells me is really great. So thank you for that. And I, did I hear you correctly? Like that's the that's a Absolutely. role that we can do is basically do yes. this idea this of like we're already starting this yeah. idea, but also just the uh, I love the idea of, of number being an amplifier box. Like, like that's what we're that's what it's we think we're doing for like the South. We're supposed to be amplified your voice is the person that's getting their butt into the studio and making great work mm -hmm. and trying to push yourself outside of your comfort zone which it seems like it sounds like we're Absolutely. doing so Randy if you would kind of take over and talk a little bit about what you guys were chatting about initially about like printmaking and how he's using printmaking in relationship to his paintings and just tell just talk a little oh, bit about just, his work yeah talking about going from one uh, me and as artists we can easily get into this rut um, we we feel pressured sometimes into to staying with one medium and it, it's really beneficial to step out of what you do on a daily basis and try new things to grow yourself and I know in, in like you do um, the the monoprint monotypes along with your large paintings which is your kind of back and forth trying to, to do one thing after another but I'm in the same boat whereas I do my ink transfer on beeswax this encaustic process but I also step away from it occasionally and do sculptural mixed media or collage work um, just to kind of Relax my brain and, and kind of step back and refocus on what what my normal duties are in the studio space. So, so how's that play out? And you you talked about it a little bit before, like you know I asked you what you did and you said you were trained as a painter. But then tell us a little bit about what what you talked about. Like why why is printmaking so important? Like how does that make you? Yeah, printmaking. I see it as a uh, as complementing perfectly the uh, painting and um, easel kind of work where the brush goes along the two-dimensional surface, the canvas, and I see printmaking um, as a very nice alternative. I take it as a, 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 a break from from the, the, the canvas where uh, stereotypes can come to play without you necessarily noticing or things are repeating you find you start to find easy formulas that without really noticing you start to repeat them mm -hmm. once uh, printmaking, I see it as uh, alternative, as I said, complementing very well the, the, the two-dimensional painting practice. Uh, it's more spontaneous. Uh, I, opt I opted out for monoprints because uh, the process, it's spontaneous, 
you have the plate, you have one shot, one opportunity, you build the plate and you run it once through the press and that's what you get. It's yeah. one shot, one opportunity. I think it helps the painting a lot. Yeah. I love this idea. What you said is that stereotypes come to play yes. without you noticing. Which, which brings this idea up of, as an artist, you don't have to be. But I hear you saying that you are dead set on not falling victim to that. So much so that you bought a press yeah, and you yeah. got in because you don't want stereotypes to come to play. I'm curious. Are you talking about technical stereotypes? Are you talking about uh, conceptual stereotypes? Are you talking about like from the art standpoint? Or are you talking about like religious ones, uh, political ones? Are you? Is it all of that, or is it just for you? Like, can you yes, tell me a little bit about that. I understand that? the question, and uh, I, I am talking about technical stereotypes yeah. because there's no matter how great of an idea you have it has to be technically executed somehow mm -hmm. yeah. well we tend to repeat ourselves once we found a solution how to solve a problem and uh, unbeknownst to us uh, very often we fall victims of our own kind of comfortable way of doing things so again talking about printmaking this this um, um, uh, technique it's it's breaking or or it's uh, pushing you towards uh, being spontaneous and kind of helping you to, to get over some barriers you, you, you're building. Brandy, I'd love to hear your idea. I hear Michael saying, like, nobody's good enough, no technique's great enough to engage me consistently as a viewer, to care about the story. If I figure the technique out, like my brain's just naturally going to be like, I see what you're doing there, I'm not going to, you know. And I feel like in art a lot of times, like, a, we, we get to that point where people, we, we go like, nope, it's just a formula and I'm not interested, right? Like You're saying they figure out how you made it. I think that's what I hear Michael saying is that he, he's, he, you know, like you have to shake things up, otherwise people will get Absolutely. tired of the technique. They'll just be like, hey, that's, uh, and someone told me in grad school one time, I heard someone say that it was an, uh, that that was an they saw a painting and they said that was an that's an empty display of uh, virtuosity they saw no. a painting and they were like yeah hot damn like that dude can paint I don't care about what it's about I don't care what the image is about but it was this empty you know so like, like that's how dangerous that's a very dangerous approach uh, to, to 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 put the virtuosity or the technique in front of the idea and the content ultimately the content of the artwork and what's inside what do you have to say now ultimately that's very important obviously from time to time we fall victims of being super obsessed about the technique which is obviously important you gotta you have to master uh, your language um, 
in be proficient and good, and, but uh, uh, taking that as a primordial element that's, that could be a mistake. For me, I think a lot of what I do, I think I get caught up in the technique and I get excited about what I think something would look like in my process instead of having this backstory to the piece. So I'm torn between being, am I just a process artist or is there really this nostalgia, this, this past memories or something I'm trying to bring into my work? I think by process, either it's in a collage or in the, the transfer technique is reflective of how my mind works. It's all about, there's so many little pieces and I just can't seem to figure out where I want to place them. <laughs> so I just keep moving things around and I think that's one thing I, that I like about uh, monotypes and my process, which is it's not really a monotype, but it is. And the fact is, I don't know what's going to, until I'm, I remove the paper off of the transfer, I don't know what it's going to look like. Same with your monotypes. Yeah. When you were on that press, you have no idea if it's going to work. Are you going to put too much ink in one spot? Is the colors not going to be jived well together? True. I, I've got to do it blindly, too. Um, but I also want my work to be more thoughtful as in subject matter or than just the, about the process. And I struggle with getting getting in this box where I feel like I've got to make something that has a certain look or a feel to it so it'll sell compared to what do I want to make that I think I want to make just be, because it's coming from the heart, you know. And I, yeah, I, I go back and forth and things like that. I think it's... Um, I saw this uh, there's this Vic Munez documentary and he talks about for him he realized that as a kid the role of the artist was similar to the, that of the role of the magician mm. and you know this idea of like sleight of hand can be really interesting but so many of us have probably been bugged by being in a restaurant or somewhere where someone's come up and asked want to do sleight of hand magic and we're just like you're going to do a trick. I'm not going to know how to do it. You did it. I'm going to be like, wow. And then I'm going to forget about that in 10 minutes. Yeah. As opposed to the sleight of hand magicians who are able to tell me a story yeah. with that virtuosity that they've spent where they can make stuff appear to, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that that idea of like what you said is like the idea, the idea, the technique needs to be in service of the idea. It can't be that. Oh, it can be. You're just saying it shouldn't be the other way around because then it becomes, yeah. oh, wow, that's something we could put on Pinterest and a lot of people are going to like that. And I love Pinterest and I love Instagram. Oh, I yeah, love all those things. But I think that... I I think that often there are these technical virtuosic things that get put up and that, that get looked at by people and it's like wow that's that's what art is or that's amazing and it's like it is amazing but I don't think about them after the fact yeah. right yeah you want the, the work that I think about that I remember after the fact is work that is this really nice balance of those things like the technique was needed exactly as much as needed to tell me the story that the artwork was trying to tell me yeah. not any more not any less the amount of work and sometimes it's interesting that people can tell me that story with duct tape and oh and I 
something, yeah. and sometimes people can tell me that story with painstaking casting, molding process, 3D printing, and, all this and, and all that had to happen to be able to tell the story, and that there can be poetics inside of all of those different kinds of things. Um, so this is our first ever episode of uh, a number of coffee conversations. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We would love for you to, um, Michael, tell us just how people can find you online. Um, online, you can find me at www.mihailtomescu.com. That would be M-I-H-A-I-L-T-O-A-N-E-S-C-U first and last name dot com and the studio it's uh, 2814 Lebanon Pike and Donaldson great we strongly encourage you to uh, check that out we'll put that on uh, the link for this uh, podcast and um, we hope that you'll join us in person we'll hope that you'll join us uh, in reading the print issues and we would love for you to join us in these uh, coffee conversations that a number of board members here in Nashville will be hosting in and around Nashville once a month over the next year um, and please reach out to us you can reach me at michael.mitchell at numberinc.org and I'm just Randy at numberinc Randy got a shorter one I don't know how that worked I wish I could have just said I'm Michael but I guess I'm Randy's, Randy's better than I am alright um, until next time <laughs>